it's uh, something happened to your microphone. Hold up, hold up. All right, so something just went down with my microphone. Sorry about that, everybody. Well, once again, I'm here with Louie. I'm here with Bruce. I'm here with Osai Lens. But we do have Juanito Xochipilli joining us today. Juanito, thank Welcome. you for joining us, man. Thank you for having me, y'all. Oh, yeah. Very much, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, be- before we get started, uh, can you let us know by now uh, what pronouns would you like us to use for the remainder of this episode? My pronouns are they, them, theirs. Este, mis pronombres son ella or le, a Greek speak Spanish. Um, and if later on y'all have any questions about that, like, please feel free to ask me. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's Juanito. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, I think my we microphone is back on. is good now. It wouldn't so. be the Kick It podcast without something going down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's proceed. Uh, thank you, Louis. Yeah, it just like it was. I don't know. It was like loose on the mixer, but we good now. We good. Perfect. And how's everyone doing so far today? It's a Monday, and we back right here in the studio, Doug. Well, especially after what happened last week, you know, Fourth of July, uh, the events that we had going on. Like, it, it's a lot, but it, it's it's nice to. Start off once again on a Monday and, you know, keep it going, bro. Kick it podcast. Yeah, man. But Juanito, would you uh, mind telling us about yourself? Sí. Este, um, so my name is Juanito Sochipi Conoro. Este, I'm an Oceanside native. I grew up here in Oceanside in the late 90s, early 2000s. Again, my pronouns are they, them, theirs. Este, a lot of people don't, don't know what that is. And, you know, like I also speak Spanish. So, um, you know, dije que mis pronombres son ella or le. Um, so in English... They don't know what pronouns are, menos en español en veces es lo que pienso. And so, I mean, Oceanside is the, grew up in Oceanside. One of the reasons I hit up as the uh, Kick It Labs uh, was this the last month, you know, talking shit mm. to y'all is the, uh, on <laughs> social media. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, we weren't sure, dude. That. We were like, is he talking smack or just kind of. I know, right? Uh, no, I was talking shit. I was All talking right, shit the, uh, because sometimes it's the, um, you know, from our perspective as a queer person, it's the, um, we do need to do some call outs, some call outs, and then sometimes some gentle call ins. And this is the uh, last month, as y'all know, like it was uh, mm-hmm. Pride Month. Este, and I've seen y'all, y'all's um, podcast, and I'm all like, oh, yeah, porque, why aren't you inviting me? Like, you know, I'm a, as a queer person, it, it'd be um, este, um, like nice to have a queer person during Pride Month in your podcast, you know? And I think that also speaks to the, um, you know, one of the reasons that I, that I came through. Mm-hmm. Este, muchas veces este, la gente excludes us, you know, from a lot of these spaces. And a lot of times it, it, it takes us, it takes uh, a queer person to be like, hey, look, it, it include me in, into your into your table, mm-hmm. include me este, in, into your platica, include me into 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 this. And um, one of the one of the things que que viene a mi mente es este, um, you know, like uh, in my own identity, like I, it's been it's been a long journey mm-hmm. as um as a to become as who I am today. As the better, there was a point in my life where I was a masculine presenting person. I think I still am a masculine presenting person. I mean, you were just talking shit. Pero entonces, este, cuando cuando estaba este presentándome al mundo, este, um, you know, like mentality and everything else, este, I was I was invited to way more spaces. I think it's not until like I started um, um, expressing myself in my yeah. true identity that's when I started seeing the uh, how people would exclude me, and yeah. so it, you know, like. You got to see both sides. Mm-hmm. See, sí. entonces, este, um, one of the things that I always say is that um, I do come from privilege. You know, like even though like I'm a queer non-binary person, este, um, and mi familia was the first one born here in, in the United States. Este, hablo inglés, um, he ido a la escuela. Um, hay muchas cosas que yo tengo. There's a lot of things that I have that that make me a privileged person. 
Um, but it, it, it's funny, like when I started expressing my full self, my full identity, that's when I was like, oh shit, like what, what happened to my privilege? And that's where I started to see like, oh shit, like, um, like, you know, this is happening a lot of times when it comes to queer people. And I bring that up a lot. And I think the reason that I bring that up a lot is porque is the, um, there wasn't a visibility for me here in Oceanside, uh, of queer people. And even within my culture, Mexican culture. Este, muchas veces uh, the people that were represented as queer people este, were, este, and I say specifically queer, not gay, and there's a difference. What, what is that difference? Entonces, este gay um, mostly refers to cis people. So like uh, a cis person, una persona que like um, they think, they, they feel they are with the sex they were born with. Okay. So a lot of times in, in sociedad, este... Sex wise, there's a difference between sex and it's a difference between gender. So, this is like, mm -hmm. we're getting yeah, into this is, yeah, this is, yeah, this yeah, because I've been, into. yeah, <laughs> you know, just like online or in different uh, articles or whatever. I, I feel like that's something that's been kind of confusing to people. Mm -hmm. Um, could you go a little bit more deeper into that? And then the sex is biologically speaking, mm -hmm. and gender is social, 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 societal, sociology, mm -hmm. societal speaking. And then there's the um, there's actually three sexes. I don't know, like it's in the it's in the biology books. I don't know if y'all mm -hmm. like you know a lot of times people like intersex, um, male and female. Those are mm -hmm. three sexes. As the uh, and there's a multiple umbrella of genders. As the but a lot of times society has already um, said that there's only uh, a woman and man um, gender. And don't say this that that that's what I mean about about this. Like you know, like a lot of times people say se confunden. It's like well, I don't know this and I don't know that, pero. You know, like just how I had to learn, I think there's a, a lot of the resources, a lot of the information out there that people can have access to, especially nowadays when este con mucha mm -hmm. la tecnología. I didn't have none of this technology or information, access to information. We were, I mean, we grew up as este um, socially, show, socially economically impacted family, mixed status family. Mm -hmm. I came Oceanside. I grew up in Center Street. Este, um, I remember when the internet was coming up. And, the, and even then, like, we weren't able to afford the internet or even yeah. a computer. You know? Um, I feel you. Like the, the, running through that white cable. Exactly. Yeah. You like, 17 or 21 channels. And then that was more on the telephone. Like, I, yeah. like, I don't know. If Call me after that. nine, eh? <laughs> <laughs> like, I got three minutes after <laughs> nine. <laughs> or, like, somebody called the, your internet was, like, you, you know. Yeah, go down. Yeah, to dial up. So, por eso digo que ahorita en esos, en esas fechas, en esos tiempos, like, there is a lot of access to information. Yeah. You know, like, and I feel like that, um... I see como yo ha, I have access to that information. All of y'all, all of y'all out there mm -hmm. have access to that information too, to, to know the difference between gender, to know the difference between, between sex. So, I mean, like I said, I can get into it as just one of the thoughts that I have. Okay. Yeah. 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 We have no problem getting into that. So, uh, cisgender is someone that, uh, mm -hmm. okay. Sorry. No, you're good. Entonces, una, una persona cisgender is to say, um, they so, identify as the the, the 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 sex that they they were um socially societally um born with so okay. este um por ejemplo um if i was born with the penis este entonces este um and i feel like a man that's being cis like okay. because you're aligned gotcha. it's, it's a line is straight ah uh, okay, okay entonces muchas veces este lo que pasa en identity este um like i said people don't know about this identity like there's different components to it is this the what you who you think you are is the um who you love, how you appear to the world, is the what um um sex you were born with, is the and how the world perceives you. So son como cinco componentes. It's like five factors, okay. and if everything aligns, that's you're straight. 
you know gotcha. as the in my case is the um in my mind i know that i'm not like and this might be a little like weird out because a lot of people get weird out i don't feel like i'm a man or i feel like i'm a woman and entonces este uh in my heart i i don't know like i think like i'm more um este i love everybody like romantically like i think i can be be involved with anybody but more so queer people and that's what we're okay. getting out the difference between queer and gay right? entonces este um and we'll and I'll get into that yeah, no entonces este um you know like uh i was assigned male at birth este to the world at this time i feel like i present myself as a man like i think that's how the world mm -hmm. perceives me as the better the way that i feel i perceive i i show myself to the world is just as a non-binary person and there's like a little and this is like a little bit of tension or not yeah. tension is the um confusion confusing, yeah. yeah because it's like this is who i am presenting myself to as but the world is seeing me as something else yeah so, yeah because it could gotcha. be like uh mm -hmm. like what they're used to seeing like for example you have facial hair exactly. but you also have the nails exactly. so they're like pelo, yeah Exactly. Entonces, este, yo siento que yo me estoy presentando o yo me estoy expresando de una manera este, non-binary. And uh, my attempt to be not woman, not man, or even if I want to be a man or a woman, maybe, you know, some days I want to mm -hmm. be more masculine, some days I want to so be more So you could kind of, yeah, you could, you could get traits from both sides. See, entonces, being able to not, being able to navigate these concepts, you know, like um, being into the concept of, uh, of what mujeres and being in the concept of what hombre is, like I think a lot of times it's the, um, is the in my take queer indigenous people have that ability to be able to navigate into spaces to be be able to navigate into concepts you know like mm -hmm. and and i'm not saying it's a good or bad thing i don't like to use those words but a lot of like the cis het men is to se quedan en el concepto de hombre and a lot of cis het women again in the concept of mujer and which is fine you know is the um is the what i would like for people to know and hope understand is that queer people sometimes are able to navigate worlds you know and don't say so that's what we query would be and gay would be este más este como a gay man, okay. you know. Este, I think for me, when I say I'm a queer person, is the um I, since I'm a non-conforming person, I'm not a, I'm not este saying that I'm like I have a gender, like I'm more so saying like este estoy negando este <clears throat> lo que la sociedad este impuso sobre mí, este estoy negando que que no existe un género, existe pero no existe en mí. It exists, but it doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't exist in me. So that's what I mean when I say I'm queer, and that's intentional when I say the word queer versus the word gay. Okay. And that was probably log log explanation. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Mm -hmm. no, it makes total sense, though. And sometimes you need a long explanation like that to actually really put it into perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and Juanito, you know what? I I, I do want to uh, issue you a, 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 an apology, honestly, for not bringing you on sooner. You know, if we would have had a conversation <laughs> like that, maybe uh, in May, then we probably would have been able to have, make it happen in, in pride month but mm -hmm. but regardless man I'm, I'm glad this is going on and and i'm glad that we're here having this conversation see and like i said like that's what i was saying this is that um you know this is a gentle call in to all of you all of the viewers too is to, to be like that queer people in oceans that exist is the non-binary queer people in oceans that exist lesbians exist y más que nada is the um Chicanex or Chicano Chicana is the queer people here in Oceanside. We grew up here. It's the ambassador that le digo a mi hija, and I'll get into a story about mm -hmm. my daughter. It's the le digo a mi hija, it's just the dude, like I grew up around, it's the um, most of my primos and primas, you mm -hmm. know, like brothers, puro hombre. It's the um, I have a soft spot for brown men because I was raised as a brown man, you know. It's the um, I have a soft spot for brown men because it's the that's the that's how that's my my own personal journey was being over pulled over by la policia is to being called out you know like i mean 
por pandillas, yeah. este, um, being, being pulled over by immigration and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> so anything that a brown man este, went through, I probably went through as well. Mm -hmm. So that's why I have a soft spot for brown men because I, I feel like I understand their journey, but I can't claim their journey because it's not my journey. Right. You know, mm -hmm. but like that proximity, that was way closer to mine, to my experience is that with them, then it was a mujer, mm -hmm. you know? So that's, that's why it's the, um, it's a gentle, a gentle calling. And then also it's the, uh, a gentle calling for everybody to be like, yeah, we're here and we grew up a, 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 amongst your ranks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even through all the stuff that you have gone through, Juanito, when, when was it uh, in your life? What, what what was the point where you found yourself and, and started really caring and loving that part of you? Yo creo que I didn't um, I didn't find myself until I was 30 years old. Este, um, I'm 41 right now. Entonces, este, um, I think I've been living my truth for 10 years. Este, and even then, when I started my journey of living my truth, it wasn't it wasn't easy. You know, it's the, mm -hmm. I think for the most of my life, I grew up as the, the way the society wanted me to be, the way that I, I pensaba como society wanted mm -hmm. me to think, as the actuaba, how society wanted me to act, as the, I express myself the way. So I was very, like, it was rigid. I mean, I, I was in, um, in a church. Yeah, you, you yeah. were you were part of the institutions. You were yeah, but yeah. I, I was like a tequista mm -hmm. at St. Mary's. <laughs> so <laughs> like I was I was giving us the catecismo. I was in Grupo de Jovenes. I was heavily involved mm -hmm. este, within the community church. Este, I think when I started giving us the catecismo, that's when I started questioning my own self because it's like I can't be teaching these to kids if it's, um, if it's something I'm not gonna live. Entonces, este, um, I'm also I also went to the military, and I think that. Um, saying that I went into the military, I don't want it to come out as a way that it's a patriotic way. Mm -hmm. It's that like for me, it's that um, I always say don't thank me for my service. And I intentionally say that because I cannot be thanked for something, especially como este un, un sistema de opresión, another mm -hmm. system of oppression like the United States um, este military and what they've done to um, other countries, mostly poor brown countries, you know. And but I think it's important for me to say that I was in the military, and it's important for me to say that not not to thank me for my for my service because that's also part of my identity. So that's what I'm saying. Like I'm going through all of this in my life. <clears throat> it's the um, living everybody else's truth, living everybody else's thing. And I think me cayó una depresión like severa, and I didn't know what it was. I think in retrospect now I know. Is that I fell into depression, and I was going to therapy for like a whole year. Y entonces este um. And I was like growing up when I was three years old. And I think that's when my journey started, like, and living my truth. And even then, it was, like, just confusing and scary and everything. Este, um, pero I think yo creo que ahorita en este momento, like, I mean, you know, like, I have no filters. <laughs> I am who I am, you know, like, no, I mean, yeah. it took me a while to get here, but aquí estoy. Yeah. Um, Nos puedes decir un poco más de how was, uh, how did it go with the, with the church? Did you tell them? The who? The church? Uh, no, but they find out right there. There's some family saying, my, my kid got his first communion. Go just just go say a couple Hail Marys and you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You'll be good. You'll be good. <laughs> see, see. I mean, it's not something that, like, you know, like, um, I think the military really helped me escape a mm -hmm. lot of that, um, a lot of that stuff. I think it wasn't until I, was, I went into the military, being away from the space. Este, una cosa que le digo a, a las personas, sometimes it's, it's difficult to heal in the spaces that hurt you. So you have to be able to 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's a uh, salito de eso. Can you repeat that again? Mm-hmm. Dude, I love that phrase. It's difficult to heal in spaces that you haven't heard it or have, do have hurt you. Yeah, because you guys wow. and you still feel the same, like sí. resentment or something. Yeah, este, el espacio no está este, um, desarrollado para uh, el desarrollo propio. El, el, el ambiente a lo mejor, you know, like you need to take away stuff or something like that. You need to get away. And I think that's the um, leaving Oceanside este, really helped me kind mm-hmm. of start my journey. But I don't think that even then I wasn't living my own truth. Like I was still living like as the imperialist, um, you know, like at, uh, at the same time, you're trying to open up your eyes, but you're like going through the process of seeing like through their eyes. See. Still, even from like one level to another level, it just got broader and shit, mm-hmm. which was like even more yeah. depressed as fuck. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like I think that that was one of the biggest reasons that I needed to get out. Yeah. Este, me la pintaron, este, me mintieron, and I'm going to say that openly. They lied to me and saying that I was going to help people. I wasn't helping people. You know, like, what were, I mean, you, what were you doing about me? I was a uh, supply, but even mm-hmm. then, like, I mean, just being part of the institution, like, I was uh, contributing to it. That's at least how I feel personally. Mm-hmm. Este, um, I was helping people and I joined during este, Iraq, este, mm-hmm. and it was really, really hot. Este, y luego pasó Afghanistan, and it was just a lot going on. And I was like, we're not personally, I was like, we're not helping people. This is not this is not helping, you know, like um so entonces este, I had to take that decision. I'm like, I'm gonna get out of here. And, so, and that's when I decided to get out. Yeah, do do you uh remember what was that moment when you realized that like oh we're not helping people out here, we're just out here for greed? Um I don't think so. I don't know. No creo que haya una así como un punto. Yo creo que just knowing like our um, just being part of it and yeah. seeing it. Yeah, I don't okay. think like I don't think maybe okay, intuition. Maybe intuition, maybe it's intuition. Este, um, at that moment, it was intuition. Este, que algo me estaba diciendo, I, can, I shouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, en ese momento, este, estaba platicando con un compañero aquí, I forget. forget. Uh, Lens. Yeah. yeah. Estaba diciendo, este, que, you know, like, sometimes, este, recibimos mensajes. You know, we receive, este, um, you know, uh, divine messages. And sometimes, like, for whatever reason, our intuition is um, mm-hmm. fogged up. And I think at that moment, because being part of everything, este, I felt the intuition, but I wasn't able to, like, really understand understand it. what it was. And the, the intuition was really for me to get out. Este, but it, it, it was something I always I felt, like, when I was in the military. I also served during Don't Ask, Don't Tell. It was even more oppressive as fuck. Yeah, how was that? Like, like... Entonces, este, um, <clears throat> I had a, a boyfriend when I was in, um, in the military. Este, and we went through a really, really bad breakup. My first boyfriend, first love, first todo. Este, um, and then when you broke up, like, it was really difficult because I couldn't say what was happening to me. Yeah. And so, like, I was going through, like, this depression in front of everybody, but I couldn't say anything. I couldn't do anything. Yeah, talk about it. See? Know, like, at no. that moment of time. Sí. That was, that Porque was... me hubieran sacado. They would have kicked me out. Yeah. And, like, what was I going to do? And at that time, it's so you get a dishonorable discharge. Mm-hmm. You don't get a benefit. You don't get shit. Yeah. And you so, get kicked out. Yeah, you get yeah. kicked out, and you. Anulamos. Uh-huh. So, entonces, por eso digo que este, um, you know, like serving during, during, during Don't Ask, Don't Tell and going through that breakup, it was tough for me, you know. Entonces, este, um, it, you know, so yeah. Damn. I'm sorry to hear that one. No, it's it's okay. I think este, yo creo que it's it's really good to. I think at this moment, like I've healed through so much shit. You know, one of the reasons este que 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 vengo aquí es este, um, um. One of the reasons I hit y'all up is because este, I think we need uh, representation. Este, yo no tenía una persona visible, visiblemente aquí en Oceanside mm-hmm. that was queer person. And that's, I think that's how we got into it. Yeah. You know, it's the, uh, the people that were being portrayed, it was always very feminine, uh, gay men. 
and that was an actual bit. yeah like the sassy See? stereotypical or or it's the um a stereotypical like trans person it's okay. like a, i mean i was very masculine in the dress those are the only two options that i remember having as a queer kid as the that that i was able and then i was like well i'm not a woman because i don't want to dress up but i'm not like a gay man either you know what i'm saying so it was just like very trying confusing to figure for me. out okay. yeah, yeah. and don't says that what, what queerness encompasses is whatever your your um identity want you want to be as your identity you know este los hombres y las mujeres ya tienen una 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 identidad muy definida para ellos mm -hmm. you know when it comes to queer people i think that it's just whoever the fuck you want to be and i think that that's where i i pick up the queerness part and that's what i say about queer gotcha okay. gotcha mm -hmm. that was beautiful <laughs> <laughs> like live on how the fuck you want to live see see know? see yeah. Yeah, and I think like you know, like um, when I started living my truth, it's the it's algo que um, I tapped into my indigenous side. It's the um, yo me considero una persona a detribalized, displaced um, Wachichil person. And the reason I say Wachichil is because the uh, the people where my people are from, my gente de San Luis Potosí, Sacira la Costa, San Luis Potosí, it's the um, the people there are for are Wachichilas. Entonces, este, I can't claim that identity because I wasn't raised as a Wachichil, mm -hmm. you know, este, and so that's why I say I was detribalized and um, displaced. Entonces, este, um, in my in my own research and my own identity, este, my, the reason, este, so Juanito, so Chipi Conoro, I recently changed my name, legally changed my name, mm -hmm. este, um, and gender, este, so I'm non-binary and it's a, um, Juanito Sochipi. The reason I este, men, este, I self-named Sochipi because Sochipi is a, a queer Aztec deity. A lot of people think of deity as God. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of like try to exclude the word God because God is more towards like religion, mm -hmm. este, um, Christianity, and you know, it's all good. Este, pero that's why I say deity, pero so people can understand it's like a, equivalent to a god. Entonces, Xochipiyu was a queer Aztec deity. Entonces, este, um, a lot of people don't really understand when I say that. Within indigenous communities, este, queer people este, were also gods, were also deities. In este pinche mundo que tenemos ahorita, queer people is like, oh, the first you know queer person here, or the first gay person here, mm -hmm. is like, like full, like, Indigenous people, we were already included within, like, you know, like um, mm -hmm. the highest of the highest, you know, like, um, and it was because of colonization that our power was, you know, turned off. Our power was struck down, you know. And those muchas veces lo que digo yo is that, that intuition is the um, of of reclaiming my identity and reclaiming me, my queer indigeneity. Indigeneity is this the um, is this the ancestral memory that I know I have and that I know queer um, indigenous ancestors have given me to really push me forward to to reclaim that and to be like and to be who I'm supposed to be among society. Este como comenté este anteriormente, este la gente queer este tiene esa capacidad de navegar entre conceptos. Entonces este being able to navigate concepts our our own consciousness expands. You know, like if I have two different concepts mm -hmm. and I have another concept, my consciousness is going to continue 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 expanding. So as my consciousness is expanding, like that's a lot of power for people. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people is that don't recognize that power in queer people, you know, like or that divinity in queer people. And I think that, that that divinity, that power was what indigenous people saw within queer people. And so, and so me reclaiming this is that, you know, being being able to navigate um, 
the world of man, the world of women, being able to uh, navigate different concepts. I come back with different ideas, with different concepts, with different it's the um, knowledge, just because I was able to navigate in different ones. And whereas one pe people se quedan en un concepto, y no mm -hmm. se salen ese concepto. And it's like, and it's okay, you know, like I'm not saying you have to get out. What I'm saying is like, be able to respect the people who are able to get out and, and, and navigate that. Entonces, este, <clears throat> my indigeneity is me, re my queer indigeneity and my middle name, Suchipi, oh. is reclaiming that ancestral um, ancestral knowledge that I know our people had, que lo siento, que we know, I know I had. Okay. And what about Conoro? Conoro. Entonces, este, el año pasado, este, me fui a México este, to take care of my grandma. Este, she passed away in September. Entonces, este, before my grandma passed away, este, uh, I asked her for three things. I asked her to braid my hair. I asked her for a pair of earrings. And I asked her to name me. Este, y el, y el nombre que me dio fue Conoro. Este, oh, uh -huh. Entonces, este C-O-N es uh, Consuelo, las primeras letras de su nombre. O-R-O, mi grandma le decía este, oro a mi mamá, que se llama Oralia. Entonces, este, it's a homage to the matriarch, oh, este, okay. um, the mujeres that raised me, the mujeres that um, helped me develop family, myself. Yeah. yeah, my mom and my grandma. And so that's what Conoro is. Este, because I never really had an attachment to the patriarchal este, um, last name. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. cool. But uh, I think I feel like I'm taking a lot of space. <laughs> no, so, you're no, good. no, no, dude. No, you're good. This, is, <laughs> this, is, this is the king podcast. Okay, okay, okay. You're, you're good. Now we, we okay. want to hear this. Yeah, story. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you were talking about you just had a, a, a you, before you had a breakup with your boyfriend, but we also saw that, that you have your daughter here See, with you. Could, would you mind uh, telling us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I am. Um, this is um, what I'm going to be saying is just out of consent. You know, I like to ask people for permission and. Mm -hmm. And stuff like that. So um, I do. I did get permission from my daughter to speak about this. So I am a foster parent. It's the Amy Ehi's sister. She's um, my daughter, but legally gotcha. under society, okay. it's the uh, my foster daughter. I don't use the word foster, but I say it's mi hija. Entonces, it's the um, good man. Oh, sorry, sorry. Good, good, good person. Them. Good person. <laughs> good them. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. no, no, you're you're good. You're good. Get out of that. No, you're 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 fine. Este, este. Entonces, este um. Conozco uh, esa chamaca. Este, I'm not going to go too much into detail how I know her just because mm. I don't want to, like, you know, make that connection. Just for my own sake and protection for her. And um, um, I um, so I know her because it's the um, through family friend, you know, and that's what I'm going to say. And I've known her since she was like 10 years old and she has been going through a lot, uh, a lot, a lot. Este, entonces, este, cuando se presentó esa, esa, uh, Esa oportunidad de, de traerla conmigo. I went through the whole system of, um, of becoming a foster parent. Me la traje. Entonces, she's been with me since December. Este, um, and so this is what I say about queer people, the ability to be able to um, to be caregivers and be able to take care of people. Entonces, este, um, también conozco a su hermano. Este, um, and so, like, I feel more so este, having that capacity, being a queer person, having the capacity of being able to understand este, both men and women and none in between. Is that I'm able to support them, a boy and a girl, mm -hmm. in whichever way they need to. Is that um, where sometimes it might be difficult for a mujer to support a man and a, a right. woman to support. Yeah. So that's how she is my daughter. Gotcha. Okay. Well, congratulations. Gracias. So I stay, I'm a parent for like one year after this. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't have kids. I don't have like, I, you know, like I have kids now, but like. I just never really had kids, so it's it's just a different thing. Este, he aprendido muchísimo de ellos. Este, um, I tell them both, like, you are my teachers. You are my definitely my teachers because it's the, um, they're system systemically impacted, and I and I know that and I see that. Este, I see how the world sees them, 
it's the and a lot of times this is the um you know like i have to intervene and it makes me sad that i have to intervene because they don't want to see them or hear them you know and entonces este es como from the get-go like just believe them from the get-go just you know like let them be them mm -hmm. este pero el mundo no es así entonces este um it, you know like i have to do what i have to do and i've had to call it a few bitches out <laughs> because, not like i have and because it's like nah, bitch like you, you're gonna respect my daughter and you're gonna respect my son i mean my yeah you know so um i, I say my son you know but it's the um yeah and so like you know like and because i see how the world is it's like systemically impacted um from back from really really heavy backgrounds i'm not going to go into details but a really really heavy backgrounds and so um like i said got consent for for saying some of these things i'm not going to go too much into it right pero, right but oh but see, that's how I, she's my daughter. <laughs> um, thank you for sharing that, Juanito. And, and uh, since, since you were talking about backgrounds, man, I, I do want to tap in a little bit into your past. I, I know we were mentioning Oceanside a little bit, but how, how was it exactly for you growing up here? And, and what were the challenges that you kind of faced? Because I, I know back in the day it was a little bit rougher, you know? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it, somebody finds out you're queer, gay, whatever, that, that, that would beat you up, man. So some of these guys were not messing around. So um, I had, you know, I think the um, one of the things que digo is that I know how to speak men. Este, um, I know, like, you know, like certain fluctuations you have to say when you say one thing and you mean another. Este, uh, behaviors. I had to learn all that to be able to survive, you know, because of fear of, of getting retaliated against, you know, or being kicked out of the household or being beat up or anything like that, you know. So entonces este, en veces este, um, a lot of people, like, I think for me, in my own personal journey, is that I had, again, I say privilege. I had the privilege of be, being able to pass as a masculine cis head person, you know, and that, and that privilege um, was able to let me survive, you know, because I, I've seen other amigos, amigas, este que, and amigas, este que, they were a little bit more feminine, and they had a little harder, you know, and for me, that's why I'm saying, like, being able to, to personify what an hombre is, what a man is, like really helped me survive within the military and within Oceanside back in the days. And growing up in Oceanside, you know, like I was just trying to be like everybody else. Like, you know, like I grew up, like I said, I grew up in Center Street. You know, like uh, a lot of my friends is the in Center Street in este momento. Like, I, I don't even know where they're at. They're probably este, dead, deported, este, or like long gone. Especially in, in Center Street, Crown Heights, it's a socially economically impacted community with the mixed status household especially back in the days ahorita gentrified as fuck yeah oh, gentrified time, as fuck see entonces este um i think it's also important you know to be able to get on the on these podcasts and, and create that as the um um historical oral oral history you know porque en veces este muchas veces esta sociedad they devaluate what oral history is you know like and they say it has to be written you know, in order for it to be true. No, it doesn't have to be written in order for it to be true. It's the oral history is oral history. Oral history is, is verdad. Este, y esa es una, una herramienta que nuestra gente ha usado por siglos para poder este, uh, seguir con nuestra propia historia. Porque uh, other than that, other people have written our stories. And so we have to be able to believe that. And that's the reason I bring that up is because it's the, um, this is what, how Witch Inside was back in the days, you know, like shooting. I remember shootings, fights. Este, a lot of tension as the policias. I remember immigration, you know, like I remember people running all the time porque lo estaba siguiendo la migra, you know, like, and there was a lot of like that, you know, trauma, I think, like as for a kid. 
pero también Oceanside was also very Oceanside was really nice you know like um yeah at the same time at the same time you know like it's it's you know like um it's funny because a lot of people talk about the new buildings aquí and it's like you know like i remember cuando no había nada like yeah. down there era puro sacate era puro grass mm-hmm. este, and i remember like um they used to have fairs there like they used to have you can go and picnic there it was yeah. just all grass you yeah know, we, like, we've had these conversations about yeah. it before they used to do like the skate jams too like yeah. the whole thing yeah but what i'm talking about is where the theater is at right now oh the... Ahí todo está plano. oh damn plano. okay and i i mean i also kind of remember vaguely the 76 being you know like um um Built, but that's what I'm saying. It's like this or this oral history is important to be said. It needs to be said. It needs to be um, uh, validated as um, just as much as a, a, a quote unquote history book is is to validate it. You know, because it's the as you can see, a lot of the um, policies that they they are implementing at this moment, they want to erase our history. You know, so it's it's the gasemos. If they want to erase our history, we have to find other ways and other tools in order for us to continue our history. Mm-hmm. And one of the tools that our gente has always done is through um, this um, oral history. You know, like historias como la Llorona, este, historias del pueblo, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That is our history. You know, but a lot of times people are like, oh, no, 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 so, no, it's not. No, nah, it was said for a reason. You know, something happened. You know, and we have to remember it for whatever reason. You know, and that energy around it, it continues to be for whatever reason. And just to, um, being able to trust that intuition as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it, dude. <laughs> it's been a great conversation. Hey, 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 uh, well, I, I feel like I've been talking a lot. Oh, no, Sorry. Great. <laughs> Don't forget, like, uh, in business, like, when I see our podcast, y'all would be talking. So, like, well, it, it, I mean, you're the guest, man. So, we're, oh, here, okay, to, okay. we're here to hear your story. Usually, when we get the guest, like, when we do beat the pod, you know, of course, it's uh-huh. a, yeah. a host. You gotta go ahead and carry the show, give uh-huh. the content for all people. But then when we do have guests, we always try to emphasize the importance on the guests and the message that they bring to the table and keeping it right here at the lab. So okay. Basically, all lies on me. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, honestly, you, you have a perspective that we don't really f- uh, frequent here in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've had uh, queer guests on before, uh, but, you know, usually it's because they, they, they have a different medium. They, they're more into, like, art or stuff like that. They're, they're not so much into, like, the, the whole political uh, uh, civil right. Mm-hmm. Type, type like scene the aspect of it aspect. Yeah. so yeah. but but it but it's, it's great Juanito thank mm-hmm. you thank you for sharing mm-hmm. but uh, it's just, I, I know the conversation has been going like crazy uh we have kind of skipped on some of the comments oh. so Lens, Lens could, would you mind pulling up some of the comments that we we got through the Facebook and YouTube uh Valeria is saying I never really spent time with my grandparents oh, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that Valeria everyone that's has everyone that's been on the podcast have had great relationships with their grandparents Really? I don't, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I think at this point she knows more about that than us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think that does it for the YouTube. We do have a couple more over here on Instagram. You know, I've never um, even paid attention that we talk about people's grandparents. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up, Valeria. <laughs> yeah. That that's where the 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 real history is at, especially family history. Mm-hmm. I would say grandparents is a that's. Yeah, y'all need to tap. Yeah, in. And sometimes they tell you, you something about your parents you didn't See? know. You're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> and they just call them out on it. <laughs> like I'm gonna get him with that one. Uh, Estra seven six zero saying, uh, I have a soft spot for Bruce. <laughs> Jk Jk, uh, peace and love. Uh, and uh, Chicano proletario 
Chichimetlal uh, saying Wachichil Nation. Wachichil. Wachichil. Mm -hmm. Se me salió lo pocho. Uh, <laughs> Estra 760 saying they used to have the fair down by uh, by the beach, but by Chevron is now off a of canyon admission. Chevron and Canyon admission. Oral history. Remember that. Oh, it's not a Chevron. It's an AMPM. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Before those apartments, mm -hmm. yeah, the, yeah, the fair and the circus. I, yeah, I remember mm -hmm. those days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember, I remember the, the 76 right across the street. I do, I do remember the fairs because it was literally walking distance from the apartments. Uh, Bombazos Friday. Shout out to you. I've seen Juanita is el salsero. <laughs> oh, that's an, uh, another thing I want. If y'all want to dive into, like, um, I danced for many, many years. Right on. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we could we could get okay. into it in yeah. the second half a little bit more. Yeah, but yeah, um, like you said, second half, man. What do you guys say? We go take a quick break. I got it. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Uh, production, Lance. What, what do you think over there, bro? All right, he he said yes. Give us a thumbs up. All right. Well, uh, with, with that being said, then I guess uh, we're gonna be taking a break. So everybody out there on the Spotify, on the YouTube, on the IG, stay tuned, man. We'll be right back with the second half right here with Juanito. But before that, do want to give a shout out to the sponsors, of course. Shout out to the Draft Sports Bar. You already know where it's at. Go check them out. Seven days a week. Street Knowledge Hydraulics. Shout out to Natalie's Fashion. Shout out to Woman Workout Wear. Making sure that you go and cop that stuff because, you know, you need your workout jeans, your workout pants. Go hit up Woman Workout Wear. Oh, shout out to Ocean's Home Works, which we're going to be there this upcoming weekend. Shout out to Urban Water. Shout out to Old School Saturdays. Shout out to Full Metal Burgers. Burgers so damn good. You don't need no fries. Yes, sir. We'll be right back with the second half, man. This is the Kick It Podcast. Yeah. 
on the long road. Shadows only friend. I didn't have foes, and then came and went. I didn't have hoes, ain't no thing is ten. Not scared to go, scared not to live. Someone facing them. Dealing with my demons and it's one on one. They know why I'm weakest, but I never run. Heart is on my sleeve, wear it like a gun. Even if I leave, I know where I'm from. Doing good will make your heart hurt. I turn my crazy into artwork. And sometimes I go backwards, but I still light it up. I'm smoking Evergreen, sipping Tennessee for my energy. I know what I do to find my inner peace with my enemies staring back at me. I'm saying fuck you too. Dealing with my demons and it's one on one. They know why I'm weakest, but I never run. Heart is on my sleeve, wear it like a gun. Even if I leave, I know where I'm from. Talking to my demons daily. They my friends, does that make me crazy? I'm just jogging, I ain't in the race. You gon' hate me if you have to chase me. That is not a lie. Some bring out the Michael Lemmy, that's another guy. I like to face the evil just to look it in the eye. And turn off all the lights to show the darkness I'm alive. On the long road, shadows only friend. I done had foes, and then came and win. I done had hoes, ain't no thing is ten. Not scared to go, scared not to live. So I'm facing them. Dealing with my demons and it's one on one. They know why I'm weakest, but I never run. Heart is on my sleeve, wear it like a gun. Even if I leave, I know where I'm from. Dealing with my demons and it's one on one. They know why I'm weakest, but I never run. Heart is on my sleeve, wear it like a gun. Even if I leave, I know where I'm from. Yep, and just like that, we are back from break, guys. Thank you all for holding on. This is the second half of the interview right here with Juanito Sochipigi, bro. And uh, if you guys are noticing on the YouTube, uh, Louis actually had to take off. So uh, Lens ended up coming over here. So he's no longer producing. The producer of the rest of this episode is going to be Bruce. Uh, but wow. regardless, we're still here with Juanito <laughs> kicking it, man. <laughs> every time yeah that's right well you know um i just want to say once again thank you for coming you know uh you you did come at us you know you did come at uh -huh. us a little bit but um we didn't look at it as a challenge or or in like oh man this guy's coming at us what the fuck mm -hmm. you know we just didn't know what the fuck was going on <laughs> but sabes que that's, that was not the intention right este, entonces por eso digo que a lot of times people might confuse i'm not saying y'all are a lot of people might confuse this the uh, agenda call in with the call out, mm -hmm. you know, entonces the energy that I was, um, you know, I was aiming towards, it was a call in, mm -hmm. you know, especially como te estaba comentando, like I was telling you, know, like this feels for me is like I'm kicking with my cousins, you know, and sí, if I come at my cousins, I'm not going to call them out. I'm going to call them in. Mm -hmm. Entonces it's the same thing with y'all. Like, hey, like y'all remember you have a fucking queer cousin, like, yeah. no se les olvide, don't forget. Sí, and so that, that was the energy that I think like um, more than anything I was trying to portray and maybe that's why i didn't feel like a like a, a, a challenge because i wasn't trying to challenge you right right no 100 percent. and uh you know we're, we're extremely glad that you did though mm -hmm. extremely glad that you did because these are uh important topics that uh that we we that should be talked about and aren't talked about 
mm-hmm. you know so uh uh we we feel uh blessed to be able to have a platform where where locals and and our people here in our city can talk about so you said one of the things i was talking you know um during this break time is just how like i personally feel um queer people are, are being excluded from Oceanside um, Chicanx Chicano content. You know, like I have hit up a few of the content creators here in Oceanside, like, mm-hmm. hey, yo, like I'm here, like I'm wearing your brand or I'm doing something, you know, like, you know, like, like I'm here, you know, like, um, you know, I see women, you know, like I know they have the challenges. I see hombres, brown men, I know they have the challenges, but it's always an exclusive, an, an exclusion from queer people, you know, and we exist, we're here, you know, yeah. and I think more than anything that that was, that has been my, you know, like the, my, mi propósito in this, and if you can say, you know, to be able to be like, hey, there are queer people, queer Spanish speaking people in Oceanside who don't necessarily are, who aren't necessarily stereotypical queer people, stereotypical gay people, you know, as the, it's more lean towards the indigeneity um, aspect of it as well. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I, and, and I like it. You know, I think everybody um, has a voice and, and it should be heard. You know, 100 percent. But uh, I, I'm just going to switch the topic real quick before we, we start getting into into deeper topics. And, and uh, I know uh, uh, Juanito here, he can talk. My guy can talk. So, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and we love that. But uh, we do have a show this weekend. We do. And uh, Bruce, you are producing today. So can you pull that banner up? We do have to let the people know they've been waiting for this. So we're going to go ahead and drop it, man. This Saturday. We have a, uh, a fantastic show coming up, and Louie was nice enough to be able to load it up there for people to see on the YouTube, people on Instagram. We will drop the flyer uh, right after this episode, but for now, uh, go ahead, Bruce. Go ahead and drop it. Yeah, Bam. this is for all the people on the Spotify and the hey. Apple Podcast who can't <laughs> see anything, but this is a beautiful banner that Lance created. It has a big sun right in the middle displaying upper county summer jam yes sir man it's gonna be this saturday at oaw so pull up have a good time with us man and it's not just the vendors you already know that we also got artists so it's gonna be a lot of fun man lens is gonna be out there on the stage tearing it up so hey check it out man it's gonna be sick yeah it's gonna be fantastic so uh we got myself and arm the poet um headlining you know i was we were talking this like Yo, we put on so many events, so many shows, but we never put ourselves on. We always put other people on, you know, so I felt like this was a, a great moment uh, just to put ourselves on and, and wear that wear that pride and wear that uh, wear that on our shoulders there on our sleeves to be like, yeah, we are headliners, you know, and we, we do uh, so much and we grind so hard that that uh, we should be able to to, um, you know, carry put that. ourselves on yeah, and carry that. Mm-hmm. So but I also want to highlight that we have Michael Gabriel coming on. And if you guys, uh, if you guys know the Kika podcast, you guys know Michael Gabriel as well, because he is, he does have his own show here on the Kika podcast network. Um, and, and that's the Michael Gabriel show every Thursday. So uh, make sure you guys tune into that every Thursday at seven 30. And he's going to be performing too. He's got a fantastic set going down. And then uh, one name that I'm really excited about is the next name. There is, is Doze. Yeah, and Doze has been grinding so hard. So uh, um, this is this is fantastic um, to have him have his spotlight, have his 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 moment right there because uh, my guy has been working 
Oh, yeah, dude. He, he just dropped that album not long ago. He had uh, his listening party at Cook Slams. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been busy. So, yep. you know, to see him up on stage, I think it's going to be a, a nice little switch of pace and just stoked to actually hear him perform some of his new stuff. Yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, and just keep grinding, dog. Keep grinding. And great things are going to happen to you, for sure. And then we got Frankie Fayless right there. Um, if you're a hip-hop head, you know who Frankie Fayless is. Shout out Masa Moon. Shout out to the hip-hop community. Uh, he's a big, big anchor in that, especially locally. But, uh, you know, he's big time. He's, he's out there nationally and, and internationally with the music. So we're really excited to have him there. And then Shingo, man. Shingo is a is a really great friend to the podcast, and uh, his music is dope. His music is hundred uh, percent uh, hip hop, and he's gonna bring his his homie right there, uh, Scribe of Joseph. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. And then uh, if you've been watching the podcast, um, the last few episodes, maybe the last month or so, um, we got Demetrius L. Jackson. Yeah, we don't got Samuel Jackson for y'all, but <laughs> we do have Demetrius L. Jackson, and and, uh, and he's fantastic. You know, he he definitely lightens up the room. He he brightens up the room. Um, any room that he goes into, uh, he he came out to to the event uh, this past Saturday at Walmart, yes, he did. and uh, he was only there for setup and breakdown. But the second he got there, both times, um, it's just big smiles in everybody's faces and he he just he's just a, a great person all the way around so shout out to demetrius man we're, we're really excited to have him so make sure you guys come out to oceanside l works um july 15th is going to be 3 to 8 p.m and it's going to be just a, a great time so make sure you guys come on out and uh we will be putting out uh some flyers for the food vendors that are going to be there i'm a big foodie i don't know do you love food do you like to eat i love to <laughs> Love you know, so it's like that. That's one of my favorite aspects of, of this show right here is that we're going to be highlighting some some really dope um, food vendors, you know. And uh, if you don't know, you know, to become a food vendor, you have to go through a lot of different hoops um, through the city, through through just, you know, being known through the people and uh, to be able to to have fans and people that 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 respect you and love your food. That's mm-hmm. that's big time. So um, shout out to all the food vendors that are going to be there. We will drop that uh, new flyer coming up this week. But, um, yeah, man, hopefully everybody comes out this Saturday at OEW. And uh, and let's have a great time. Yes, sir. You heard it. This Saturday, free of charge. That means no cover. So pull up, check out the vendors, check out the artists. But also, man, the twist, as always, from the kick it. We got Demetrius L. Jackson with the comedy set. So it's going to be a, a, an eventful night. So pull up 1-800-Ordway, Oceanside Outworks. Yeah, and then we also have uh, another announcement to make um, the official after party. Oh, the official after party, mm-hmm. my guys. Yeah, yeah. We, we have official after party after OEW. You know, we, we tend to uh, end things early so that people can go from our event to the next event. And that's at Oceanside Sports Bar and Grill. For old school Saturdays with my brother uh, uh, GD Funkster, it's gonna be a fantastic night. Um, they have some very very special people performing. They do, they do actually. I do not want to get this wrong. So yeah. Go ahead and put oh. Us on the flyer. Yeah. Ooh. And by the way, you guys, you guys could also check out the flyer on the IG if you guys already follow them. So it's also, coming. I can also say great shots out. To GD Funkster, yeah. Kid Riz, they were holding it down this past Saturday. I went there, 
after, of course, we did the Walmart pop mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. which was fantastic. Thank y'all for whoever pulled out. We do appreciate y'all. That was a great, that was a great, you know, day. yeah, there was a lot of support there for the fundraiser for the Children's Miracle Network. Definitely, definitely, man. And, um, you know, it always feels good to do things for our community. And it, it also feels good to just let your hair down and fuck shit up at Old School Saturdays, you know, and just have a, have a great time. Do you go out a, a lot, Juanito, or not really? No, antes este, salía más. Yeah. Este, um, but lately, no, uh, since I, I started having the kids, mm -hmm. menos. Yeah. They just require a lot of attention, to be Someone? honest. Yeah. And so, haven't 100%. I used to go out dancing. I think that's why somebody else. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to go out seven was... days a week. <laughs> there you go. That's I right. That was from Pambasos Fridays, dude. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, shout out to my guy. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, what, what was your favorite um, type of baile that you would go to? Este, three. three. I love uh, salsa, cumbia, and bachata. Mm, there you mm -hmm. go. Este, and I've been dancing for years, you know, like growing up with cumbia and all that stuff. Those, those three are never going to die, huh? Mm-mm. They they're always every time we we DJ could we also DJ and stuff and uh, every time we DJ those are the top three things that people want to hear mm. and um I mean yeah, it always hits the party dude. everybody See. loves cumbias yeah and salsa and bachata too those those three always always hit and they they just elevate the party you know See, people just want to have a great time and and that that's fantastic for sure yeah. um so well did you you got it yeah did you ever find a fire dude <laughs> all right well, well we'll just skip that whole entire thing dude but i mean <laughs> let's keep on going with the, the whole music and dancing stuff dude because I, I i was uh, checking out some of your posts juanito mm -hmm. and 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 do, do you go to like a studio to dance or are you like a instructor um no entonces it's the um i've always loved to dance you know like okay. i think it's just the it's uh you know, going back to indigenous ties, you know, like there is a lot of dancing and music within the, our that culture, and and dancing has always been like my thing. You know, like it's a, a that intuition. Um, uh, I've trained in salsa, I've danced bachata, cumbia también. Este, I used to teach cumbia for the mm. community in Center Street. Nice. Este, um, I gave out the, the, um, several classes out there. I have taught like in local spots here, uh, salsa or bachata, like in nightclubs. Um, but uh, el baile like really has like really has taken me to different places, mm -hmm. um, all over the Republica Mexicana. Este, wow. because oh, of uh, yeah, because of of like different congresses, este, um, festivals and stuff like that. One of my best friends is that she's an international. Uh, bachata dancer mm. uh, like over 17 championships in bachata wow so be i've seen her trajectory entonces este, um, because of that a lot of times like you know like I've, I've been able to go to different places in the states and um in, in mexico and i think it's the um uh, right now it's the, the, the pandemia i think because i used to go out almost like every day like seven days a week mm -hmm. way back in the days este, pero la pandemia cambió todo. Entonces, este, i stopped yeah. dancing este, and then like um then my grandma got sick, so este, um, um, I took care of my grandma. Con los chamacos, este, so like I haven't really gone out in three years. Mm -hmm. este, um, pero most of the times I used to go, I used to go to LA, San Diego, Tijuana, uh, anywhere, San Francisco, Las Vegas. Wow. Like seriously, like I go anywhere. What's What's your uh, favorite city to visit? Uh, yo creo que mi pueblo, San Ciro de la Costa. Okay. It's a very small pueblo. You? Yeah, yeah. It's a very quiet, very yeah. relaxed. Este, en esta etapa de mi vida. I don't like too many people. Mm. I, uh, you know, like, cause I was in Vegas and Vegas has a lot of people. I've been in New York. Uh, New York has a shitload of people. Yeah. So like, yeah. it's the, at that time, maybe, you know, like in my 
20s, 30-ish, I like, yeah, I, I wouldn't out of mind people, but on the I'm like, nah, get yeah. me away from people. Yeah. No, I feel it. I feel it. Um, so you got to travel all through because of dancing? Sí. Entonces, este, um, um, I, había una compañía, había una compañía en Tijuana, una compañía de baile, it's a dance company, este, and I used to dance with them, este, and they used to perform in different parts of Mexico, so sometimes I would tag along, este, um, I performed, I've taught, I've competed, um, I've, you know, I've done a lot, a lot with it, um, I love dancing. I love to watch dance videos, especially when it comes to salsa, bachata, and cumbia. And I love to like really like um, digest them. Este, mi hermano, he's a very a big soccer fan, mm -hmm. huge soccer fan, and he watches soccer clips. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I, I guess I could imagine it, or you know, it's an equivalent to that. Mm -hmm. Like a person who likes soccer and they're able to watch it over and over. It's the same thing with me with um, dance videos. Like nice. I'll be able to watch it over and over and over. Este, and then, you know, like within my own identity and dancing, you know, like that was also like um, own conflict, you know, porque este, um, late in my dancing, like I purposely and intentionally, you know, um, dance with more like guys, you know, like prefer dancing with that because it's the, again, like we have to take up space, you know, like I have to take up space. So, you know, can este um <laughs> like i have to take up um a space entonces this is the um you know it's something that i i started to do as well it's the um one of my best friend one of my best friends is the, in 2011 it's the when it comes to bachata it's the uh, more bachata you know like but we got a lot of shit like wow. because of it we had a i think when i forgot about it Tengo este, um, Duo Bachatero. Mm. We have a YouTube, uh, oh, Instagram, wow. I forgot about it, este, where we used to teach, give um, este, uh, dance lessons. Yeah, I'm going to have to check those out. <laughs> get some lessons. Yeah, but like, porque it was like two perceiving masculine people. Right. We got a lot of shit. Oh, uh, I a see. A lot. I see. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So even in dance, like, this is just my own identity. Este, society doesn't let me forget who I am mm -hmm. because of that. Wow. Mm -hmm. And and speaking of, of the sports and judgment, um, we were talking before the podcast um, outside and um, we were talking about soccer. Mm -hmm. Right now, soccer, Mexican soccer is under fire. Sass. Right. Like it, it's under fire. There's so many things going on with it because of the puto call. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel about that? Like, wait, tell us a little. Wait, bit wait, wait, hold on, hold on. First, you to the whole listening audience, dude. You, 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 yeah, let yes. them know why why this is so controversial, dude. Because uh, right. if you guys don't follow Ooh. soccer, I'm gonna let you know. The the Mexican teams usually, when the goalie is about to kick that soccer ball back into the game, they chant "puto." Mm -hmm. that, that's 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 the thing. And. And now, now you do it, bro. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this we started hit me. Same on, same on. So, um, and I never thought twice about it. Mm -hmm. I never thought twice about it. I'm a big sports fan, and there's just like an energy when the goalie's about to kick that, and you kick, and everybody screams it to the top of their lungs, and like the whole crowd is going, and it's just it's just something crazy. But um, FIFA has been. Um, like going down on it and and they're saying it's discriminatory um mexico is losing like they have to play games with no people in there so that there's no chance um and they if they keep going they're not they're going to be disqualified from like um uh, like kind of like in 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 soccer terms you're playing in primera division mm -hmm. 
they're gonna like delegate you down you know and and um it's it's a big big topic so um today that we have a queer person here um i want to kind of get your inside of it mm-hmm. disclaimer ah. no no it's the, um, he's about to go off man. this this is this is my it's the my personal take as as an individual queer person and yeah. i don't want um people out there out there to think that every queer person has the same aspect digan mm-hmm. puto like seriously say it este um i think that that Las palabras han cambiado. Um, the words have changed, and the and the intention behind it is way different from what it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's the um the queer community, the Mexican queer community, at least in in, in within my circle, we have taken over the word puto. Mm-hmm. You know, like and that's our word now. You know, what I'm saying like so uh, where before like queer, where before it used to be derogatory. Like I say, I'm queer. Where before I remember back in the days, like when estaba, if somebody called me queer. Like that was fighting words. Yeah, you know? that was right. Yeah, and it's the same. You know, it's the same thing here. Like now, it's the um. I think within the queer community, puto, like uno, uno al otro nos decimos puto, puta, whatever. You know, like that's just part of it. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times the word puto, I think it's like people is like oh, a derogatory term towards um queer people. You know, that that's what it is. And I think it's the una cosa que 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 le digo a mi hermano because my brother's like really big into this. Mm-hmm. Una cosa que le digo a mi hermano es este um. I don't think that the uh. Mexico, which is us, his head men, mm-hmm. so hombres que se sienten hombres que son hombres, um, straight, este, um, uh, Mexico and FIFA, which is like elite, probably cla- elite white men, probably, mm-hmm. este, um, are having a conversation about queer people without queer people in it. Mm. So like, like for me, it's just like, you know, like um, they want to, they, you know, like they, they're, they're, they're saying is that que it's una una offense or whatever but like have you asked the queer community have you come together and be like you know what let's have a una, una junta or something like that the person being affected quote unquote being affected is the is the queer community you know like mm-hmm. you're having a conversation about somebody who's not even in the room mm-hmm. you know like i mean have I, you know what i'm saying like has anybody ever like in my mind is like has anybody ever stopped to to think about that you know like right. and so for me it's just like is the um other factors into it is just like you know like um elite white men telling mexican people indigenous people what to do how to do it what to say and everything like that so like that's another another component into it you know mm-hmm. like i'm not a soccer person it's the um but it's something that my brother keeps on bringing up and it's something that for me is like just say the fucking word like seriously yeah. like a mí para mí a mí no me importa and like i said other people yo también vengo de la vieja escuela mm-hmm. and i remember when puto meant something else you know, so I also know that some people might take offense to it. Maybe a lo mejor la vieja escuela, and I and I need to recognize that because I remember how it felt. La nueva escuela, the new, the the new generation of queer mm-hmm. people, this is a transformation of words, and that's what I'm seeing. Like yeah. seriously, a transformation of words, and what the intention and what the word behind it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that um that chant that that you know um word is that I think has changed within soccer, and that's just my perspective. Right. Right. Well, we're definitely gonna send this shit to FIFA so they can. Nah. Well, in reality, bro, they, they just straight. Hey, yo, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, we'll go with you. You know. Yeah, FIFA's just straight hating, dude. And I, I, I agree with you, Juanito. They need to ask the community. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you really want somebody's input, ask the community. Exactly. Yeah, and and it's crazy because I I never really um put that 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 call. When when they kick the ball and the ball's in the air and everybody just fucking waiting for that moment, I never um I never put it toward towards 
uh, uh, queer people or or anything, you know, like mm-hmm. had, that was like the last thing in my mind, you know. So um, for them to say that, OK, well, you're you're disrespecting you're you're doing something towards this community. It's like, you're right, man. Like, have you asked them? Have you bro, talked to them? I'm telling you, people just straight hating, dude. Because that chant, it, it's cool, bro. It has energy. You know, it just does. just like the wave. I mean, the wave was invented in Mexico City, dude. Yeah. So, like, all of this shit that Mexico is doing to, like, make the game entertaining, they, they just want to rip it down, dude. Make y, it boring again. Yeah, so that's the, the energia. It's a collective energy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, you know, like, I think it's, like, a lot of times people want to dismiss that. And I think that's a powerful a powerful behavior or powerful statement to come together to be able to chant something like that mm-hmm. like or any other word you know mm-hmm. like as the um because of how much power it has yeah. and i think like it, um i i think for me like i'm seeing it through a colonial perspective of elite white men is the uh again you know wanting to um is to uh impose their ideas ideology on on indigenous people because mexico it, it is on indigenous more than 60% of 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 um Mexico is, would it be quote unquote native americans mm-hmm. native to to Mexico and the, and and that's what they continue to do you know and at least that's my perspective of how i see that eso este um la gente le tiene miedo al poder mm-hmm. este um al poder colectivo entonces este este poder colectivo it's dangerous for a reason and they they want to go after it for a reason and 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 that's my, just my perspective and then on top of it, they're totally excluding the queer community from mm-hmm. from the conversation. Yeah. At least I haven't seen any, I haven't seen publicly any queer people come out and say anything about it. Yeah. Every time I hear anything, it's either like Mexican men, hombres, or the uh, the FIFA, which is probably like right. those those huevos. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, like another aspect of that too is um, like the women's soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the proper term is, but I'm just going to say queer. Like mm-hmm. a lot of women that play soccer are queer. Sí. And um, I, I think they yeah. like right now they're they're taking a big step in in women's sports to be like, yo, man, like women's soccer. They're they're the 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 World Cup champions of the last three. Mm-hmm. You know, that's huge. That's amazing. And then the men's soccer, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like a, a, there's a and they don't get paid. You know the, the the amount of, of money that that women make in sports compared to men is not there. See. You know, and um, yeah, you know, I, I just think that's that's super interesting, super mm-hmm. interesting. You know, but uh, the first time I heard queer, mm-hmm. I was younger, but it was on TV. See, and it was queer eye for the straight guy, mm-hmm. and I had no idea what the hell that meant. I had no idea what that what the hell that meant. I just seen, you know, in that time, I would say, oh, they're just gay. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like they they were um, they were non-binary. They were they were like you said, you know, like mm-hmm. you're they were men, but at the same time, they have they have uh, uh they could be women at times and they could be men or they could be right same. in the middle, you know. And uh, now that you're talking about this, shining a light on it. Now I can think, go back, think about that kind of stuff, and be like, "Yo, that was a, a hit, hit fucking show." Mm-hmm. People loved watching that. People See. loved seeing that. But um, where is it now? Where are those people now? What happened? Mm-hmm. I think my uh, a critique that I, I've never seen queer eye for the straight. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it's yeah, called. Yeah, queer eye for the straight guy. It's the um, and I think it's the um, 
again, I'm looking. I'm looking for representation. Mm -hmm. Este, and the representation that I was looking for, I think, in retrospect, as como tú dices, este, was more Korean indigenous. Mm -hmm. Este, um, so that was like uh, white men. Yeah, you know, it was white men. And then the um, la their their um journey among society, like before they're queer, they're they're white. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So like for me, it's just that before my queerness comes my skin. Yeah. Like in my own in my own personal perspective, entonces este um the advantages were differently. Yeah, you know, entonces este um I you know like there are some shows nowadays that I think that that are 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 you know powerful now apenas apenas mm -hmm. este uh, pose p o s e yeah. uh, f x watch it great show uh -huh. yeah. este este um we're here este on HBO Max I mm -hmm. think este también este uh, three uh, is the drag queens mm -hmm. is the, cause they go around small cities and just kind of challenge the norm is the um that's no, uh, another good one um those are the two that i can think of off the top of my head but muchos of the shows is the empezando um their access to society was through their whiteness and mm -hmm. um and i think it's important to note that yeah. you know it's the yeah. um it, it was like a, a type of privilege that like uh for example queer the straight guy it was accepted because they were white see mm -hmm. yeah that's that's important to note right there and uh, and it's kind of like what i said like how i had access to uh, how i had privilege and access to certain spaces when i was presenting as masculine as the versus when i started um so the first thing they would see was my masculinity mm -hmm. they didn't see my queerness entonces este um lo que pasa es este when i started expressing myself as a queer person as a non-binary person that's when my privilege is like taken away yeah. like i don't have access to conversations you know donde antes este hablamos de todo mm -hmm. like we talked about everything you know like i heard everybody's business everybody's guy's business i had access to spaces i, re mm -hmm. I was able to kick it in the kick it in the uh, in the alley in the alleys yeah, yeah. you know, 40, 40, no, yeah. That, that, no but the, you know what i'm saying yeah, like you know like so it's the um i was able to do, to do that it's the um but once my expression comes in like even coming here today like i mean just walking through my apartments like people are just like like what the fuck is that like and that's mm -hmm. that that's how i feel that's my own internalization of of the perception i get you know it's the and i think it's the um you know i was talking to one of the homies is the and i was telling and i was telling him okay you know like sometimes i have to watch what i like i have to watch what i wear and how i present myself because a lot of times it's like depending on how i feel it's the i don't i don't want to i don't want to get the like mm -hmm. like you don't want to go through it yeah it's the and then it's the what he was telling me well because he's a homie it's like well it happens to me too because it's the depending on what i wear what hood i'm at you know like i have mm -hmm. to watch it so you know like and that's a manera like people can't probably understand what that what right. that is you know like right. like we have to you know like watch what how we act what we say what we wear whatever like and this tengo la fuerzas de to exist you know and sometimes like you know what? i don't even want to take mm -hmm. it you know sometimes i'm ready to fight sometimes i'm not you know like yeah. so it depends on on the mood yeah mm -hmm. how are those hands though Oh, it's the. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's right, man. So, where where do we go from here, man? Like, how how do we how do we get this message across, um, not just our city, but you know, statewide and and mm -hmm. and, and countrywide. Yo siento que empieza este locally first. Mm -hmm. That's my own personal perspective. Este, I've been a part of different collectives, and collective spaces that are already created within the community. Este, lo que pasa muchas veces es que viene gente 
este, y quiere recrear, they want to recreate what's already been done. You know, like I think organizations here, which I'm part of, este, in, um, in Oceanside's Human Rights Council of Oceanside, mm -hmm. este, they've been around since 2011. 2011, yeah, 2011, and that's just uh, in response to the checkpoints. Mm -hmm. And those spaces are um, are 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 If you are at a school, este movimiento movimiento estudiantil Chicanexatlan, it's another este student organization that also promotes this deliberation, este and a very including spaces. So I think locally, it, we can begin, este um, and the reason I say that is este um, one of the things that comes to mind is este I I tell my my people is like I used to want to save the world, mm. pero I I there came a point where like I can't save the world, I can only save myself. But in saving myself, I hope that to inspire other people to save themselves. And in that manner, we could probably save the world, you know? Right. So I think it's just that um, another component is like doing a lot of self-work, mm -hmm. like a lot of self-realization, um, consciousness. Is to trabajando uno mismo, uno mismo. Is to, um, to be able to open your consciousness, to save yourself, to love yourself, to take care of yourself. Because when I'm able to love and take care of myself, Um, I'm able to love and take care of others and, you know, like care for them and protect them if, if need be. Yeah. I mean, I like it. That's deep. You yeah, know, that's deep. deeply said. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And um, so what about um, like we were also talking before the podcast out there, um, a lot of nonprofit organizations that we have out here. Mm -hmm. um, people think like, okay, nonprofits, Just because they're a nonprofit, they're great. They're great for the community. They're great for everything. But uh, I heard something a little different out there. <laughs> so, like, I come from a different perspective. And I think a lot of times it's just that my perspective, like, doesn't need to be heard, but it would be mm -hmm. nice if it'd be considered, mm -hmm. you know? Like, uh, um, a lot of times my perspective is excluded because it might be too, like, weird. Not weird. I don't know what the, the correct word is to it, you know, to be honest. Yeah. Este, but when it comes to um, nonprofits, you know, like I think it's still under a capitalist um, society. Mm -hmm. Este, um, a lot of the um, organizations of nonprofit organizations este, um, are funded through grants, and these grants are, you know, like you have to have certain certain amount of things. So, so the ¿cómo se llama? the the freedom of um, of doing whatever you need to do might be este. Um, este might be stopped might be might be censored a yeah, little bit yeah este and that's why i think for me in my, in my own organization grassroots is is, is my route you mm -hmm. know like i think there's a little bit more freedom a little bit more autonomy a little bit more agency and i think it's the um autonomy and agency are important for me mm -hmm. because a lot of spaces have limited my 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 expression have limited my voice have limited so many things and it, and it's um grassroots grassroots organizations that have i really like expanded my voice and supported that and so um you know like there are some good organizations out there but again you know like um you know like i think that that a lot of them exclude certain people 
you yeah. know and i think like when it comes to queer people and i have to bring it out you know like um i have this space i'm going to take up space i'm going to talk about it you know yes sir and don't this is the um you know when it comes to queer spaces it's like chingo sorry it happens it's the uh you know when it when it when it comes to that it's the um you know the there are times that i have approached them and i mean like hey like you know what about queer people and i think a lot of times in the brown man experience is the um here in oceanside i think the queer people are excluded from that you know, and there are organizations here in Oceanside that are are brown men, black men um, centered mm -hmm. and that they forget that there's queer people within those ranks as well. You know, and it's very and I'm not saying that queer people need to be centered, but I'm saying is like queer people can be considered as well. Can be included. See, si. uh -huh. in my perspective, that's that's kind of what I've seen. I grew up with that. I grew up within the ranks with the, the brown man ranks, mm -hmm. you know, like but there was nothing for me as far as resources yeah you know there are probably more resources for y'all mm -hmm. because y'all were cishet brown men but mm -hmm. para me like i didn't like there was um spaces that i didn't feel safe in and then mm -hmm. i didn't want to like do that you know what i'm saying so it's like then it's like where's my space where's my representation where's where's me right right well i mean like that that's that's a great conversation you know and and as a city uh, we should do more. We should shine a light where um, we should put all of these resources towards because, um, like, like we were talking, um, I, I never thought about uh, nonprofit organizations as being not necessarily censored, but they still have um, limits to what they can do because it's put upon them by mm -hmm. somebody above, you know, somebody that's giving them money. Hey, See. we're going to give you this grant, but you got to do this and you can't do that. And they they want the money, so they're gonna do what they gotta do for that money. Is that look at pasa? Is the um as a um as a mixed status as a person comes from a mixed status household, muchas veces la gente que um que sale perdiendo is undocumented people mm -hmm. because this is um like you need to have a social security number in order to be able to access these resources, mm -hmm. you know. Entonces, is, um our our undocumented community that's already marginalized, it's put in even more as the marginalized um is the um space you know yeah and so that's why for me it it is problematic you know like um even as the institutions like maricosa college you know like um is the they're not able to hire a lot of people who are is the undocumented because nothing in social security number and um but they get money for them they yeah. get money for an undocumented person to go to their school like but you can't use that resources back on them so that's mm. that's what i mean about like you know these problematics um problematic institutions under capitalist society yeah yeah 100 percent, man start one let's do it human hrco human rights council there you go we have movimientos anti-chicanexas fun mecha it's the um as far as i know those are the two organizations union del barrio which is big in san diego they're really badass there's one in escondido it's the the one in escondido is really badass too porque ellos hacen este patrol mm -hmm. uh, de migra y, y policía especially because escondido tiene una population este muy yeah. grande de, de gente indocumentada entonces este um and you know i participated with some of them like going out at five o'clock in the morning four o'clock in the morning and wow. doing patrolling you know like Who's watching the police? The community is watching the police. Who's watching the, the migra? We're watching the migra. Wow. You know, to be able to call it out, to be able to protect our gente, you know? And I think a lot of times is that we have that, we, we mm -hmm. have that um, privilege, we have that access, we have is the, um, 
that um, ability to be able to do it, but for whatever reason, and, uh, and you know, maybe it's a gentle calling, we don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the and the people that are being affected is our primos, our primas, our tios, our tias, our moms, our dads, our grandparents, you know, go out there and join this, these organizations, go out there and patrol, you know, like get informed in knowing your rights. It's the, um, um, esa información es muy poderosa and that's the information they don't want us to know a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, we got so much research to fucking do. That. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's like a gentle call in or call out, you know, like it's just an invitation for all of you to consider to do like that self-reflection, you know, like, um, you know, like I, I've been doing a lot of self-reflection myself and in, in my own and my own personal journey, you know, like and I and I know there's room, room for more like I am. I am in this moment of my life. I am humbled. I am open to information. I am open to learning. Este, pero en esa misma manera, I hope that everybody else can and will do that work as well. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, you definitely opened our eyes, you know. Um, yeah, thank you, Juanito. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely. Well, Juanito, um, is there anything else that you would like to get out to the people that are watching this or listening to this? If you guys got through this episode so far, you know, thank you guys for listening on the Spotify. <laughs> Um, we got we got Juanito right here. Uh, can you you want to give out your Instagram for people to follow you and learn more about you? See, este, my Instagram is Nopalerics, so that's an O2 Nopalera Nopalero. Um, so the X is inclusive Nopalerics. Este, um, and I guess one of the things that I think I want to say, I'm going to invite you to a a HRCO meeting. Mm-hmm. There you go. Do it. There este, you go. Um, para que vengan. Sean parte and overthrow the government. Ah, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one day, one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, yeah. this is this is all entertainment purposes. Yeah, ah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, entonces, the, um, this invitation first, and then it's the um, yeah. Entonces, este, we have a meeting um Friday, August fourth, from six to nine, the Human Rights Council of Oceanside. Uh, you can probably find that on my page if y'all follow me. Nopaletics, N O P A, Nopa. L-A-R-L-E-R-X, no politics. Este, and I just want to thank all of y'all, you know, for um, sharing space, time, and energy with me. Este, um, also, like, you know, uh, giving thanks to this ancestral land of Bayom Kachiwum um, folks that mm-hmm. sometimes we forget. Este, um, many, of the, many of the meetings I've been with at City Council este, and the uh, Ocean State Unified School District uh, talk about the importance of buildings, you know, and sometimes they forget that before buildings, there were people and there were lands here, you know? So I think that's also important to recognize mm-hmm. that as they, um, we are on stolen land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, how, how do you feel about like, you know, they, we didn't cross the border, the border crossed us type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, yeah, the border crossed us. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. It's the, um, uh, like colonization of, type yeah of thing. colonization like a lot of times people don't realize is that they don't want us to know our our historia mm-hmm. they don't want us to know who we are as the, I, there's a lot of power in who we are and i think it's the um the reason i say you know when it comes to queer people i think this is my own intuition my mm-hmm. own ancestral is the uh, memory that i feel like i'm, I'm given is this the um queer people very powerful people in the indigenous times and the reason we don't see a lot of queer indigenous people right now was because they were so powerful they need to be they needed to be cut off first. Mm. Siempre is the you know like you always hear you go to, for the biggest person first. Right. And I think it's the the people who held power 
magic and history were queer people. And we were the ones who were our target at first. We were the ones who were killed off first because they wanted to get rid of that. It's wow. the, um, and I think that, that that's, that's uh, important to say because it's the um, 1.3% of quote-unquote Americans in the United States are trans or non-binary, non-conforming people. Yet there's a lot of policies against that 1.3%, mm-hmm. you know? We have a Beyonce. I'm a big Beyonce fan. That's right. <laughs> and I'm gonna go to uh, I'm gonna go to Florida to go see Beyonce. It's the um, but like I was telling people, it's probably it's probably outlawed for to me for me to be exist in in, in Florida as a queer mm. mixed status um, person. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so that's what I mean about there's a lot of policies. It's the que que are set against our gente como yo. It's the um yet there's a very small population of us. And and that's weird because the uh, Florida like Miami the the vibe there the just the whole environment that they have there is kind of built on on that lifestyle on mm-hmm. that uh um on that uh See? yeah the lifestyle right mm-hmm. so and for them to make laws and and do certain things to kind of exclude or even just have people forget about that is is crazy mm-hmm. it is crazy it's a tool that they use us to um for us they don't want us to get informed uh, you know some of the things that I tell my kids is that the only tool that I have found for us to be to be able to come up ahead, the only tool that I've seen is education. So that's why I push them for school, mm-hmm. higher education, like graduate high school, go to college. You know, like um, keep on doing it. You mm-hmm. know, porque personally, that's the only tool that I've seen that has really helped our gente. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and I'm I'm a big advocate of that, um, because I I hate seeing like our our brown people, our people just in general. You know, um we get pushed through the the school system and who's the ones that are like dropping out first who's the ones that are just kind of like hey we don't need school like this is dumb and there's a lot of statistics here in oceanside you know like i don't i haven't gone up to a bit of like the last time i did any research you know center street libby Iposole. so they have the lower a uh, lower low reading rate in third graders in boys mm-hmm. you know it's the center street pozole and libby also used to have gang injunctions mm-hmm. center street libby and pozole also have been socially impacted um communities it's just this so there's a lot of like um hay muchas cosas que están pasando en esa comunidad, and yet people are like saying like what is going on with them it's like yo like you're fucking is up yeah like the fucking system in every aspect of it you know like um is it, continuing to do that there um, I don't know if there still is, but uh, there's a correlation between your third third grade reading level to see if you're going to get incarcerated or not. Wow. You know, so it, by knowing that information and knowing that Oceanside, Libby, and um, Pozole have a, a, a low reading literacy rate, uh, they have they That's used right, to have right. it exactly. They wow. used to have it's the um, they used to have it's the gang injunctions in those areas. It's the um, socially impacted uh, communities, resources, and stuff like that. It's the um. It's not that we want to. It's not that we don't want to come up. Is that the system is not letting it come mm-hmm. up, and they have to take responsibility for that as well. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Same thing with like with the uh, with the jail system. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, they they right like that that, that jail system <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is like a y'all want to get me into it. a whole y'all other thing, man. The whole system, brother. Yeah, yeah. There needs to be some change in ASAP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. Like uh, I, I was illegal um, until I was fifteen years old. Documented? Undocumented. I'm sorry. Nobody's illegal on stolen land. That's right. There you go. I live here, bro. <laughs> and, but uh, but uh, um, I, I remember um, in those times growing up, 
I would ride the bus to school. And I would have to go to the bus stop uh, all the way down uh, to the transit center, you See. know, downtown Osan. And there'd be Migra right there. Mm-hmm. And I I would see, you know, um, um, moms, uh, uh, children, all kinds of people um, super stressed to get off that bus because I tell Pinche Migra. Yeah, exactly. And I'd be like, well, shit, this fool comes at me, I'm, I'm taking off, you know? Mm-hmm. And and you always had those things. It's like, am I going to make a home or, or like, how does this work? Like, they're just going to pick me up and then uh can i call yeah. my parents from tj like what what the hell is going on so i was mm-hmm. like dang hey let me see your papers i'm gone though yeah you know and entonces este, you know like i was in the military like i was mm-hmm. telling you is that um even as a military person going on to base or going on to a post is that i remember getting like really like um jittery mm-hmm. and like i remember my my body was feeling really weird it was like and i don't think it was until after that i was discovering that it was like a ptsd like episode for freeing is the um um checkpoints mm-hmm. it's the growing up here in in in, in oceanside uh i was taught um and inter- you know to internalize the fear of checkpoints and what checkpoints meant checkpoints yep. took away our gente checkpoints took away our carros checkpoints took away a shitload of stuff mm-hmm. from our gente you know and so for me to you know um I, you know i lived a undocumented experience vicariously i can't i can't claim the undocumented experience because it was a vicarious experience mm-hmm. that i lived because of my hint and my friends my family whatever it's the um but living that i internalized the fear of checkpoints mm-hmm. even as a person who was in uniform with the uh military id a federal military id that was supposed to be on on that post or on that base you know yeah. and esos son esos, esos traumas que Okay, we internalize and we don't realize mm-hmm. and we and then it's the we minimize or society minimizes this the that trauma to be like no no it's nada like mm-hmm. no that was something that that, that yeah. had an effect on yeah. me that had an effect on, on people 100 percent, especially if you're a child and you see you're in a car with your parents and your parents are tripping out like see, that that's exactly. that's that's uh psychologically doing something to you yeah so that when you get to that age like there's a cop behind you you're already like at ease like you're not at ease you know like yes, you're, you're already mm-hmm. tripping out yeah yes the, the the nervous system is always being is the um you know on edge the nervous system is always like on that flight or flight or fight mm-hmm. mode it's the nervous system that we don't realize that it has been inflamed We're a nervous system that is the until we are healed we realize that we can breathe you know yeah. and sometimes for a child sometimes it's hard to be able to navigate and learn how to how to deflame your nervous system mm-hmm. even as an adult mm-hmm. like a child yeah yeah 100 percent, man well the, I, I think it it there needs to be um just like you said you know more more studies more uh, um education on how to be able to deal with stuff like that and just just to learn so you can possibly talk to a cousin talk to a family member and and kind of like help them with with certain things like that but mm-hmm. uh it, it starts with us mm-hmm. starts and with then one. and then hopefully for me like an invitation for all of you to inform yourselves about your rights because a lot of times you're able to share that with your gente you know like a lot of times like people are like well no puedo ir aquí because of this and i'm all like okay then you kind of break it down like what what is it about this that you can't do this yeah. or anything like that no is that um, a lot of times is that people don't realize is that by law here in California, um, SB 1040 is the uh, migra and federal migra and uh, local police they can't talk, you know. Mm. But a lot of times because of lack of knowledge, lack of information, we don't know that. We willingly 
is to uh, give ourselves up because we think that that's a law. That's yeah. not the fucking law. Yeah. And and it's a tool that they continue to use. Like our lack of information is a tool that they continue to use to separate families, to continue to to bring us down. So, like each of us, if y'all t- pick up that pamphlet, that Know Your Rights pamphlet, like mm-hmm. please pick it up because I'd be giving it out like at events. Read it, you know, there at you least go. for your information or you can give it to some, you know, like inform somebody else about it. That's right. That's right. Well, Juanito, thank you so much for coming out, man. Uh, I think yeah, this you. was this was fantastic for not just our viewers, but for ourselves as well. You know, <laughs> yeah, like what are you doing? Was sick, dude. I was having a good time. Well, I still have to comment till Louis dropped one. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, we're having we're having some dope conversations right now. You know, I didn't want to get in. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and start with this one. Said Louise. Oh man, I ain't gonna slaughter that last name. I can't Garrett. see. I got a light. Garrett Mandujano. There you go. Thank you for that. Hey, you got a job here now. That's <laughs> <a good one. laughs> and then we got Louis saying he's a better dancer. You all Juanito. That's a good Ooh. one. You know, you know, you know, you all right. I've been dancing since. So who's better? Who's better? Sabes que I'm humbly gonna say me. Uh, <laughs> like no I like it. I like it. <laughs> No, because the thing about it is, like, I, you know, like for many years, is that uh, I've been conditioned to really mm-hmm. like, all right, um, like, um, been conditioned to uh, doubt my my skill, you know, and I have to, yeah. and I have to come up. And then the other thing too is just that um, I'm going to reframe that too. Mm-hmm. It's just that it doesn't have to be a competition either. Mm. You know, a lot of times it's like where you know, like where does it come from? Why does we have to compete? Yeah. You don't have to compete. Yeah, you're a good dancer. I'm a good dancer. But humbly, me. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. And and hundred percent. Like we we've been con- conditioned as as a as a people uh, with certain um, you know things that that are put upon us. See. And there's always competition in the hoods there's always competition in in our in the in the lower um like poverty uh communities there's always people fighting against each other See? and then if you look at like the uh the the gated communities the the big ones all the neighbors love each other See? all the neighbors are hey we are one yeah <laughs> yeah except mine <laughs> all my neighbors hate me but that's because we that's because we only we the only browns and you know but anyways, we're gonna move on from that one. We'll go on with another Louis Lope question. Um, what's your opinion of trans people in sports, and should they have their own division? That's a whole podcast in itself. Is the trans women are tra- trans women are women, trans men are men. That's all I'm gonna say in that. Okay, okay. I like Louis that. Lope saying always down for anarchy. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. What and else we, we got? got- Libby. San Dante saying Libby. Libby. Some emojis. There you go. Appreciate your fire emojis. Yeah. Hoping because I can't see because they're like you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I got so far. There you go. Yeah, that was and then we do comments. have a couple comments right here on the Instagram, man. Thank you guys for staying tuned. Uh, again, low photography said about to repost it. Uh, he says sheesh. Uh, he said my boy freaking Phelis. Uh, make sure y'all listen to his music. GD Function. Make sure you guys go uh, to the after party. Um, Pambazos Friday said, El baile te alegra la vida. Sas. <laughs> si no eres alegre, no, ha, no has bailado suficiente. Damn. There you go. Hey, perfect. Where's right right the by? t-shirt? <laughs> yeah, that's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> we're, about to, we're about to get to work right now. <laughs> hey, Piccolo, where you at? <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh, shout out to the brain. He he joined the, the podcast right yeah, there. He's watching. Up. 
And then uh, Junebug, he said, no, pues, wow. <laughs> he said, uh, estuvo buena la plática. Mm -hmm. And then um, user underscore found 99 said, uh, shout out, Bruce. Taz. Hey, shout out to Tienes Bruce. Fans. Simone. <laughs> and then Gustavo Gustavo underscore 760 said yo <laughs> oh shout out nephew yo yeah shout out to my nephew and there it is man well thanks everybody for tuning in man this is the kicker podcast uh do we have some sponsors to shout out here uh he could do it off the, off the dome oh, can yeah. you do it hey. right there on Saturday yo come and kick it and shout out to Oceanside Sports Bar it's going to be right there at the after party after the show from OAW. Ooh. Shout out to Urban Water as well. Shout out to Kelly Blunts. Shout out to Street Knowledge Hydraulics. Shout out to Natalie's Fashion. Shout out to Women Workout Wear. Okay. Ooh, that. Um, I'm feeling like, I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, yeah. How can I forget? Shout out to the draft sports bar as well. Hey, this upcoming Wednesday, Wing Wednesday. That's right. The draft. There you go. <laughs> there it is, guys. And if we did forget uh, a sponsor here, too, let us know. Let us know. And we apologize. But Juanito, once again, man, thank you so much. And you know, once again, uh if if you want to come out to this Saturday, man, please mm -hmm. come on out. Please come and hang out with us. You know, we we you have a lot of knowledge for us and we definitely want to learn. So mm -hmm. anytime we have an event. Anytime we have a podcast, you know, just hit us up and come on by. Yes. Thank you. That's the that's the we'll go ahead and take us out. And with that being said, though, yo, thank you for stepping up with us, they've been talking up with us, they've been kicking it.